0: This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast,
1: with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy!
2: Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is Episode 68. I want to take a moment right now to thank all of my subscribe, uh, listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes and anywhere else you might be listening to the show, and to remind you to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group, which I will talk a little bit more about at the tail end of this episode. So this is a bonus episode this week, and the reason why I'm releasing one on a Monday instead of Thursday is because today... April 20th, 2020, at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, Canon had a virtual press conference where they talked about their new products that are going to be coming out this year. Now, the press conference was about an hour long. I'm not going to make you listen to the entire hour. I divided it up into the three segments that I felt were pertinent for this week's episode. The first announcement is on the new EOS Cinema C300 Mark III camera. And then there's also a segment on the new sin servo lens that is coming out and then of course the latest information on the Canon EOS R5. So let's go ahead and join the first segment where they are discussing the Cinema EOS C300 Mark 3 video camera.
3: Hi everyone, this is Paul with Canon USA and I'm coming at you safely from home here in New York City. And I am so, so excited to be able to announce to you the Canon C300 Mark III. I am very, very happy about this. I've been waiting for Canon to release a camera like this for years. Um, and so, it, it's so happy to actually get to hold it in my hand and, and to see it. Um, this camera is really the culmination, at least to me, it's the culmination of EOS. And without much further ado, let's get right to the main specs. Starting off we have a brand new 4k super 35mm dual gain output sensor. For me this is the big one because this sensor is capable of delivering over 16 stops of total dynamic range. Next on the list it wouldn't be a Canon camera without a Digic processor and this one uses the Digic DV7. This is also the same engine that drives the C500 Mark II and allows us to do the following 4k in UHD as well as 2k in HD up to 120 frames with no crop. Additionally if you choose to do the super 16mm crop, you can do 2K up to 180 frames per second. The two recording formats in the camera are Cinema RAW Light and XF AVC. Another feature that's going to make a lot of people happy, user interchangeable lens mounts. Finally coming to the C300 line. Another new feature of the C300 is the ability to de-squeeze anamorphic lenses and to be able to monitor the corrected field of view. Well, it certainly wouldn't be a Sony EOS camera if we didn't talk about dual pixel autofocus, and this camera has it in spades. Another interesting feature that we're seeing gain a lot of ground because of its inclusion in the C500 Mark II, this camera has electronic image stabilization, which works in XF-AVC. Something people have been asking for in the C300 for a long time, it's finally here. You can install your own LUTs. The C300 Mark III comes with a 12G SDI output, and this is gonna be able to give you 4K, Through one cable. I've only just started to scratch the surface of the features of this camera. But for now, why don't we take a tour of the body? Now, I know what you're thinking. When you saw this the first time, you were probably like, Paul, what are you doing? That's a C500 Mark II. Well, actually, the camera is the exact same body as the C500 Mark II. That's right, right down to the 3.9 pounds weight and the balance of it. So, this is a really interesting thing. That means that all of your C500 Mark II accessories are going to work on this camera, it kind of ushers in a new era of interchangeability on set. With the EU V1 or the EU V2, the camera becomes primed to become a full broadcast experience. With our combination of RS422, with the Genlock, and with the 12G output, you can hook it up to a multi-dyne silverback system and you can take a fiber connection from that directly to any broadcast studio that you need to go. What can you shoot with this thing? All right, so first off, we've established that the camera can record cinema raw light to the CFexpress cards. And again, this is in any crop mode. So Super 35 crop mode, you're going to be getting 4K cinema raw light up to 120 frames per second. If I go into the Super 16 millimeter crop mode, then I can shoot 2K cinema raw light up to 180 frames a second. In 4K, the cinema raw light comes at a data usage of one gigabit per second. While in the 2K mode, you're looking at 250 megabits per second, so quite a savings in data. An important note about Cinema Raw Light is that in frame rates leading up to 30 and including 30, you're going to be shooting 12-bit depth. But if you exceed 30, then it goes down to 10-bit. Uh, so something just to keep in mind when you're planning your projects. Let's take a look now at XFAVC. XFAVC is Canon's proprietary AVC Codec. Uh, we first came out of in the original C300 Mark II and then we used it in pretty much every cinema EOS camera since then. So while you're in AVC, your available resolutions in the Super 35 mode are 4K DCI, UHD, 2K DCI, Full HD, and 720. When you go into the Super 16 crop mode, you're going to be getting 2K, Full HD, and also 720. One of the nice things about the XFAVC in this camera is that not only do you have the standard bit rates, but they've also included a long GOP mode, which greatly increases the amount of space that you can have on the card. And maybe of tantamount importance when talking about XFAVC with this camera is that all modes of XF-AVC are recorded at 10-bit 422 color sampling. Probably the most important thing we need to talk about on this camera is the newly designed dual gain output sensor. Now this is a 4k super 35 millimeter CMOS sensor that expands the dynamic range to over 16 stops. How does it do that? Well to really get down to it we need to go deep. We need to go down to the sensor level. So if you ever sat through an a cinema EOS presentation there's a very good chance you've seen this slide Basically, what it's showing is that each pixel in the sensor is split into two different diodes. Those diodes are always taking two frames of the exact same image. Now, for dual pixel autofocus, it's using those two frames for phase detection. However, the Canon engineers realized that they can use those two different frames and value them at different gains in order to expand the dynamic range. And so what's happening here is that off of diode A, you have one image that is of low gain and hence, low noise. Off a of diode B, you're getting a frame that is of higher gain, but it satisfi- satisfies the pixel's need for saturation. So these two separate frames that are of the same image of the exact same point in time, but at two separate gains are combined and then dumped out of the sensor. Because these two frames are of the exact same point in time and of the exact same image, There's absolutely zero temporal artifacting happening with this. What the dual gain output sensor gives us then is a lower noise floor and hence a much wider usable latitude. And this is especially true in the shadow region. Now this expansion of the dynamic range is available in in all shooting modes, RAW, XF-AVC, 4K and 2K, and Super 35mm and Super 16mm. When you're in the Super 35mm mode, you can get this up to 60 frames per second. When you exceed 60 frames per second, the camera reverts to the typical dynamic range that you're used to of the C300 Mark II or any of the earlier Cinema EOS cameras. In the Super 16 mode, you can go up to 120 frames, but beyond that, the dynamic range goes back down to 15 stops. The reliability and performance and quality that Canon has been cultivating for the last eight years of Cinema EOS has reached its apotheosis of the C300 Mark III. And that's really thanks to all of you, all the feedback we've received from rental houses, from DPs, from broadcasters, from owner operators, everybody who's managed to work with the Canon brand and send us feedback. Thank you. One more thing before we go. The C300 Mark III will be available later this year in 2020 and priced at 10,999 US dollars.
2: Hey, so as you heard in that segment, the EOS Cinema C300 MK3 sounds like it's going to be an impressive cinema camera with usability and imaging power combined into a customizable cinema camera that's built for versatility and flexibility. And it's really cool because this new camera is in the same body housing as the C500 Mark II. So you'll be able to interchange components between the C300 and the C500. All of those components are completely interchangeable. And this new camera Is a super lightweight body that comes equipped with Canon's new Super 35mm Dual Gain Output, or DGO, sensor capable of over 16 stops of dynamic range, which is extremely impressive for dynamic range. The Digic DV7 image processor expands functionality and flexibility by enabling features such as internal RAW recording at 4K, 120p high frame rate recording, and dual pixel autofocus. The EOS C300 Mark III is the perfect expression of form and function, exceptionally adaptable to virtual any production with its modular design. Three expansion units and user changeable lens mounts enable the operator to build their ideal system for cinema or broadcasting. So this thing is going to be a beast of a cinema camera. I have a feeling it's going to be super, super popular and there's going to be a lot of people placing their orders for this camera as soon as the pre-orders start. We'll have to wait and find out more about uh, when that's going to happen at a later announcement, or you can just keep monitoring or bookmark usa.canon.com for more information on that. Now the next segment I'm going to get into is on Canon's new SIN Servo lens, so we're going to go back to the video from Canon and then join them on this announcement for this new fantastic lens. Hi, I'm Ryan Snyder, and I'm very excited to share with
0: you today that we are introducing a new CineServo lens. This is the CN 10 x 25 IAS, also known as the CineServo 25 to 250. If you're familiar with our CineServo lenses, you probably already know about the impressive range we offer from our versatile wide-angle 17 to 120 to the unique ultra telephoto 50 to 1000. This new model strengthens our lineup as it finds its place in between these two popular lenses. With a powerful 10x optical zoom range and super 35 sensor coverage, this lens is sure to become a mainstay of broadcast and cinema productions. With its medium telephoto range and servo operation, it will appeal to live event sports, nature, documentary, and news applications. At the same time, it lends itself perfectly to commercial and cinema productions with its uncompromising 4K image quality. Like all our cinema lenses, it offers minimal breathing, warm color for pleasing skin tones, and durable weather-resistant construction. Let's look at some specs. From 25 millimeter at the wide angle to 250 millimeter on the tele side, This lens is incredibly versatile. It has a built-in 1.5x extender, which increases the telephoto end to an impressive 375mm with only one stop light loss. As an added benefit, using the extender allows for full frame sensor coverage. More on that in a minute. It features a fast T 2.95 aperture which only ramps to T3.95 past 187 millimeters. That gives you almost a seven to one zoom range flat with no ramping at wide open. There's an 11 blade iris that delivers a beautiful, smooth bokeh for cinematic out of focus backgrounds. It has a four foot close focus distance for working in tight spaces. The lens features a removable servo motor drive unit that offers the same feel and usability as a conventional ENG lens. It allows smooth, adjustable, low and high speed zooming, as well as three 20-pin Hirose digital inputs for controlling focus and zoom and iris, and a 16-bit absolute value encoder for working with virtual systems. This lens features 180-degree focus rotation for precise but quick handheld operability. The grip is ergonomically designed for optimum balance to reduce fatigue on long handheld shoots. The focus, zoom and iris rings are geared for compatibility with a fizz unit for either remote or crew based operation. The gear pitches are 0.8 and 0.5 for focus, 0.5 for zoom and 0.4 for iris. The 25 to 250 is available in either EF or PL mounts. The EF version is compatible with all of our cinema EOS features such as dual pixel autofocus and focus guide which provides visual confirmation when manually focusing. The PL mount version supports the widely adopted Cook Eye technology for metadata pass-through. The mount can be swapped at a Canon factory service center. Most impressive, however, is that with all these features and this incredible zoom range, the lens weighs in at only 6.7 pounds and measures just over 11 inches. Compare that to our 17-120 which weighs 6.3 pounds and measures 10.3 inches. This 25-250 is a great companion lens to it with plenty of crossover range. Remember I mentioned that when using the 1.5X extender the lens can cover full-frame? As we see more full-frame cinema cameras appear in the market, like our C500 Mark II and C700 full-frame, cinema zoom lens options are somewhat limited for the time being. On full-frame, this lens is a 37.5 to 375mm, with an impressive aperture range of T4.4 to 5.9, all on a very compact and lightweight lens. With the flick of a switch, it really is two lenses in one. In a short amount of time, our 17 to 120 has become a standard in the industry because it offers an incredible cinematic image with familiar broadcast feel and operation. Users I have spoken to only wished for one thing, more range. I have no doubt the Cine Servo 25 to 250 with its increased telephoto range, lightweight design and proven Canon image quality will be just as popular. This lens will be available later this year for the price of $29,999. For more information after this virtual press conference, visit the Canon USA website and follow us on social media. Thanks for your attention. I'll be back shortly to tell you about some more exciting announcements.
2: Okay, so now as you heard in that segment, the new Servo 25-250T 2.95 lens will provide cinematographers and broadcast operations with a compact, lightweight design at only 6.7 pounds. That sounds a little hefty to me, but maybe not for broadcast. Using Canon optical elements while offering outstanding performance and reliability in professional shooting environments. The new lens is fully 4K ready with a high optical resolution and support for Super 35 large format cameras and 11 blade aperture diaphragm helps ensure an artistic and beautiful representation of -of out-of-focus areas, or bokeh. The lens also features a high 10x zoom magnification, wide focal length range of 25mm to 250mm, and a 180 degree smooth rotating focus ring. Acknowledging that broadcasters often need to control zoom focus and iris or aperture in different ways than filmmakers, Canon has developed this zoom lens with full external servo control for drama, documentary, and other broadcast productions. The servo drive unit is compatible with the industry standard protocols for control from a number of lens controllers, including Canon's standard broadcast lens controller, the ZSD-300D slash FPD-400D, and multiple industry standard cinema lens controllers. The drive unit can be easily removed for cinema-style shoots and can be easily reattached without any manual realignment. A 16-bit metadata output enables connection to virtual studio streams. Now this lens will also be available in PL mount. The lens can be converted in an authorized Canon service facility. So that's some pretty exciting news for the folks that are out there shooting professional video, uh, especially broadcast video or even non-broadcast for documentary filmmakers and the like. So that is absolutely exciting for those folks. And now we're going to continue on with the final segment with the official announcements on some of the specs, not all of them, as he says in the video, but some of the confirmed official specs for the EOS R5 wireless full
1: frame. Welcome to Canon USA's virtual press conference. I'm Drew McCallum technical advisor for Canon USA, and as you can see, I'm filming this from my home office here in New York, and I'm happy to have the privilege to tell you about some exciting new information about the upcoming Canon EOS R5 mirrorless camera. But first, a little flashback, 2008 was an interesting year for the Canon EOS system. Building on a very popular platform, the EOS 5D, the second generation camera, the EOS 5D Mark II, revolutionized the moving picture industry allowing for filmmakers to capture movie footage with a relatively small camera body with a 24 by 36 millimeter size sensor, a format that was larger than the existing super 35 millimeter format that they were used to. This full-frame camera set forth a new trend in motion picture capture, allowing for very low-light performance, shallow depth of field, and use of lenses not generally accessible to everyday filmmaker. This small little camera priced below $4,000 which set a new direction for Canon. Setting the DSLR movie making world on fire and bringing high quality filmmaking not to just major motion picture budgets, but to the indie filmmaker, documentaries, as well as web based content and journalism. Now flash forward to 2011, introduction of cinema EOS with a Canon C300, a dedicated motion picture camera for the movie professionals. But it was not just a new camera, this was a whole new line of cameras and lenses that would take the industry by storm. There are now dedicated cinema lenses that range from fast primes to super cine zoom lenses such as the instantly legendary 50-1000 to 1000, that would break technological boundaries and Canon recently put out a premium set of lenses released last year called Canon Sumire Primes that bring a different character to the look of the film. Now just a couple years ago, September of 2018 to be exact, I was thrilled to be able to help launch the totally new EOS R system, our full-frame mirrorless system of cameras and lenses that's here to set the future for Canon. With the EOS R and RP, and a total of nine RF lenses and a several adapters now on the market, and quite a few more to come out even this year, the EOS R system is growing quickly. I'm not just reminiscing here. I bring this all up for a specific reason. That is, Canon's direction for a seamless movie-creating experience. The DSLR technology grew, And I'll admit, maybe not as fast as some would have liked, but looking back, you can see what Canon had in mind. The engineers developed new sensor technology that would literally change the focus of filmmaking, no pun intended. Canon's dual pixel CMOS autofocus would allow for fast and accurate autofocus on the go, allow for very smooth focus transitions from subject to subject, and would eventually see additions and enhancements such as face, eye, and head detection. Now what does all that have to do with today? I'm happy to bring a few more nuggets of information to you on our previously announced development of the upcoming EOS R5. While I assure you this additional information is not all of what's coming in the next EOS R, these are some relevant features that will again enhance the seamless integration of stills and video. Back in February, we stated that Canon Inc. was developing the next full-frame mirrorless R system camera, the EOS R5, and would feature a newly designed CMOS sensor, Would capture 8K video and would be the first camera with IBIS, in-body image stabilization, to name a few of the video-centric features. Additionally, we would like to add that the 8K video capture will be able to record up to 30p, 29.97 to be exact, with 422 10-bit Canon log or 422 10-bit HDRPQ, all with full width of the full-frame sensor and includes Canon's remarkable dual-pixel CMOS AF in all 8K modes, and we will be able to record internally. One other important note is that you'll be able to record 8K raw video internally at up to 30p, again full width of the sensor and also supporting autofocus with dual pixel CMOS AF. Now we know that 8K is a bit of a hard file to digest, but the capabilities of 8K are already being realized in broadcasting content creation across the world. For those of you who may not be ready for 8K, the EOS R5 will also be able to capture 4K at up to 120p, and also 422 10-bit with Canon Log, and also with the full width of the sensor and again, all 4K modes will support dual-pixel CMOS AF and yes, even the 4K 120p. All of this will be able to record to the dual card slots using either the CFexpress for those data-heavy formats, or if you don't need such a file, you can record to the UHS-II SD card. To enhance the stability of the footage, Canon is introducing sensor-based IBIS in-body image stabilization that, when combined with Canon lenses, will offer optical and in-body stabilization combined together. Autofocus has also greatly been enhanced, and you can see some of that technology in recently announced and now shipping EOS 1DX Mark III. With new technology, we're able to track your subject's head, face, and eyes, and for you nature and wildlife filmmakers, a new animal detection autofocus technology has been implemented, tracking the animal's face, eye, and body of animals, such as dogs, cats, and birds. Now that's it for me for now. I assure you we've not revealed all the advancements of the EOS R5 camera yet. There are a lot more to come. We are working on that, plus a few more lenses for this year. So keep watching usa.canon.com for more information about the upcoming EOS R5 more products coming.
2: Okay, so that uh, segment on the EOS R5 is absolutely exciting, and it sounds like Canon has been working really hard on coming out with their next generation of mirrorless full-frame cameras that's going to give all camera users a lot of the things that they've been clamoring for. Now, if you remember, I've said before in previous episodes that once the EOS R5 and then later the R- R- EOS R and then the RP later came out in late 2018 and early 2019, I predicted on numerous episodes of this show that unlike the naysayers, it would not take Canon much longer than 18 to 24 months to catch up with Sony technologically. And from the sounds of all of the confirmed specs on the EOS R5, they've not only caught Sony, but they passed them in some respects. So, some of the information on the EOS R5 that's confirmed, uh, Canon has developed an entirely new CMOS sensor for the R5. Image quality is at the heart of the EOS R system, and the R5 is set to raise the bar in high-level, still, and video capture powered by this new CMOS sensor and the new Digic processor. It will have high-speed shooting up to 20 frames per second, uh, 12 frames per second mechanical shutter, and up to 20 with the silent shutter. The EOS R5 can capture the split-second details between a subject's movements. The EOS R5 brings subject attention to a new level, Utilizing Canon's dual-pixel CMOS AF technology, the R5 will be capable of making ultra-high-speed autofocus calculations to match its immensely powerful high-speed shooting capability of 20 frames per second. Such detection adopted from the LiveView AF tracking system in the EOS 1DX Mark III brings face, head, and even eye tracking when people detection is set, providing ease and accuracy when capturing stills or video. Detection of animals will also be possible for the first time in a Canon camera, effectively tracking the whole body, eye, uh, face, or eyes of cats, dogs, and birds for speed and precision. Now, the camera is also capable of larger-than-life 8K video, Canon revolutionized the video industry with the introduction of the EOS 5D Mark II many years ago, back in 2008, which was the first DSLR that could shoot video. And now they're doing it again with the EOS R5. This new camera will have an internal uncropped 8K video shooting at 30 frames per second, or 29.97 to be exact, and 4K video shooting at up to 120p, or 119.9 frames per second, and 422 10-bit H265, Canon Log, and Dual Pixel CMOS AF available in all 8K and 4K modes. Image makers worldwide will be able to tell their stories in larger-than-life resolutions, um, additional new features include internally recorded and uncropped 8K RAW recordings of up to 30 frames with dual pixel CMOS AF in all modes, and HDR PQ recording at H.265 compatibility. Dual card slots, whether you're recording everyday images, an important photo shoot, or recording 8K video at super high speed, CF Express plus a UHS-II SD card slot are at your disposal. This new body will f- feature on-sensor in-body image stabilization, which will be the first of Canon's cameras to have this technology, and will make it on par with the Sony and the Nikons, which do already have IBIS in their mirrorless bodies. The optical Im- additionally, the EOS R5's IBIS will work in combination with optical image stabilization found in many Canon RF and EF lenses. Convenience in a cloud, with the creative process being just as important as image capture, the EOS R5 will support automatic transfer of still images and video files from the device to the new image.canon cloud service platform. New workflows will be possible through the automatic download and backup of data to your Mac or PC or automatic transfer of data to external services such as Google Drive and Flickr. For more information on that, visit Image. Uh, Canon, So that's definitely some exciting information and as he mentioned in the video, the segment on the R5, they're still not giving away everything that this camera is going to have. So these are confirmed specs for the EOS R5, but there are going to be more things announced on the R5 a little bit later on this year, probably in, I'm thinking, May or possibly June. Now, the camera was tentatively scheduled to release in July of this year, but of course, with the current situation with the coronavirus, that's possibly going to be delayed. We'll have to wait and see. It is not available for pre-order yet, but we'll be sure and let you know when that does come to pass. All right, so I am going to go ahead and wrap up this bonus episode, episode 68 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes and anywhere else you might be listening to the show. And to remind you once again to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, but you can request to join. You just have to answer one question, and that is the name of the host of the show, which is myself, Liam, or you can put Liam Douglas. Either one will work. And I have since opened it up to allow you to also give the name of any of the guests I've had on the show within the past year or so. That could be Ruben Naha, Jill Mott, Jeff Harmon from the Master of Photography and Photo Taco podcast, as well as John Harvell and the wonderful and talented model and actress, Miss Ellie Cat. Any of those names will be sufficient to get you into the group. Uh, once you're into the group, you're welcome to post your own original images. Please do not post somebody else's work in the group, even if you have permission, as that will get you banned. All right, I will go ahead and close this episode, and I will see you again in episode 69.